0: this is Blockchain Wayne coming at you another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. Uh, tonight we're going to take a look at some different pricing options. So rather than give a market update, I want to give you the source of where you can go to find the best up-to-date information on cryptocurrency pricing, historical pricing, and any kind of market action, whether it's for the day, week, month, or whatever you're looking for. So CoinMarketCap.com is the best one for to use on a computer also for research coinmarketcap gives you uh, not only the the price for that day but it gives you historical data tells you what market is trading on the price on each each exchange and and also there it usually gives you a link to the to the cryptocurrency's website to where you can look at the white paper for that cryptocurrency to learn more about the use case and and basically the potential for that one on an app, most of us are on the go on our phones all the time. CoinStats and Blockfolio are the two apps I use most on my phone. Now, on top of giving you just updated pricing, it, it again can show you what exchanges it's on, but also it allows allow you to enter your portfolio information, even at buy prices and sell prices, so you can track your profit loss. You can also set alerts. Most of us want to be able to take action when something happens. Well, CoinStats and Blockfolio allow you to set alerts, when it hits a certain price or when there's been a certain amount of price change. So definitely something you want to check out. Like I said, CoinStats and Blockfolio. One other app I'd like to talk about for a minute, which is key to security, uh, which I've used quite often is Google Authenticator. Now Google Authenticator is a time-based app that allows you to add a second factor uh, authentication to your apps, to your accounts, which will allow you, to add an extra layer of security. We all know if someone hacks your password. Typically, they can get into an account. Well, I use Google Authenticator for many of the exchanges I get on. And even I even use it for my email because it allows you to add that second layer. It's a time-based app. Every 30 seconds, the code changes. And when you log in with your password, the second part you have to do to get into your account is enter the number that is, that is showing up on your phone at that time. So even if someone's able to obtain your password, they still cannot hack you if they don't have that code that you have from your Google two-factor authentication. A couple key things to remember. Whenever you're setting up two-factor authentication on an account, it typically will give you a backup key. That's what you want to save. If your phone is ever lost or demolished, you want to be able to access your account without having to go through a lot of extra steps and headache to get it unlocked. Using that backup key will allow you to reset your Google authenticate, uh, keys. Now with that being said, as I mentioned before, I set it up on my email as well. Most people's accounts, they think the hack starts at, at the exchange account or wherever that the account is hacked, but most mm-hmm. hacks start in your email. So you want to make sure that you have a very secure password for your email and you can add two factor authentication with Google authenticator to your email. That'll stop people from being able to hack into your account. Also, any backup keys, private keys, anything that you create as you're setting up accounts on, whether it's crypto exchanges or whether you're you're setting up wallets, never store a copy of those backup keys on your computer. Your computer is hacked. They now have access to all your backup keys. doesn't matter if they don't have your password. Those backup keys are put in place to allow you to access your accounts when all else fails. So you want to keep those on a physical item, sheet of paper, notebook. I write mine in multiple places. One of them stays in a safe. So you definitely want to make sure you protect it. Remember in cryptocurrency, it is you know it is more decentralized. It does allow you to operate in lieu of not have to deal with a bank, but at the same time you are your own personal bank so you are responsible for your security. Now a couple things in the news that we've seen recently, only 2% of investors in the United States own Bitcoin based on a study recently. But it shows that 26% are interested in the digital coin. Now that's just uh, that's just a survey. Now I'll tell you the the source of that survey is a little skewed as they go on to talk about it. But as far as the the part about two percent of investors own Bitcoin and 26% are interested, that is a very accurate number I've heard from multiple sources. Um, you know, even though 96%. Uh, ha- of investors have heard of Bitcoin, 67% said they did not know much about how digital currencies work. So that just shows you the upside. Where are we with cryptocurrency? What is the price today? What is the price tomorrow on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies? At this point, start to understand the technology, start to understand what each cryptocurrency is set out to do. And you'll see it's much more than that because we are only a drop in the bucket. When we start to see more, you know, mass adoption take place, we're going to see things really take off um, astronomical rates, which is why you've got some, some pretty bold claims out there from different fund managers and different cryptocurrency uh, influencers that are calling for anywhere from 250,000 to over a million dollars over the next few years. That is, uh, you know, that is why regardless of what the price is today, whether it's 5,000, 8,000, 12,000 guys, that's just a drop in the bucket for Bitcoin. And like I said, there's a bunch of other cryptocurrencies out there. There's going to be a lot of use cases uh, and a lot of cryptocurrencies will be utilized. Uh, Another study talking about, you know, how early we are in this game. So according to a new study, 3 million British investors have put money into crypto through online trading platforms, but only about 5% of them have been advised by professionals. The survey also found that 2.5 million Brits have casually invested in cryptocurrency without fully understanding it. Now that is a lot of what we saw towards the end of last year with the hype and the craze and people were just buying cryptocurrencies, not even understanding what they were buying. And I'll be honest with you at a certain point, yeah, you will be investing in something you don't fully understand. And there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is after the fact, still not seeking out that knowledge that you need to be able to uh, know what you need to know about the cryptocurrencies you're holding. Is it a good investment? Is it not a good investment? Is it feasible? Um, and, And I think part of this thing, you know, they're talking about only 5% have been advised by professionals. There's not many professionals out there. Cryptocurrency is still in its infancy. There's still a long way to go before we get to where the masses are not only just know about, but are utilizing cryptocurrency and understand the potential of it. So be very wary of anybody that calls himself an expert because there's very few experts in this field. Now, that, that being said, there are a lot of knowledgeable people. And my goal is, is to pass along that knowledge to you. And all I'm doing is looking at, you know, I've been following people and I'm sharing the information I'm learning Mm -hmm. from others. So other things in the news today, Tom Lee uh, reported today, basically was said that Bitcoin price recovering from the Winklevall CTF rejection is a positive sign. So Fundstrat founder, that's who Thomas Lee is, better known to the crypto community as Tom Lee, has expressed his enthusiasm toward the swift recovery of the Bitcoin price from its drop in the past week. So a little bit of rehash. So what happened? Winklevoss Twins had had submitted an application for ETF trading fund. SEC denied it. You saw the price drop drastically from $8,200 range down to $7,800. Immediately bounced back above $8,000 shortly after that. Today, again, we saw momentum kind of shift. Price dropped below $8,000. Didn't stay there long, an immediate rush. So $8,000 is that bottom, and that's a strength that we haven't seen when Bitcoin was sitting at 6,000, was sitting below 6,000. But it's something we're definitely seeing now, which is a sign that we may be seeing a reversal. Also, a money management firm, Van Eck, has responded to the SEC's concerns over Bitcoin exchange trading funds uh, in a letter to the regulator made public on the agency's website. It's addressed to Dalia Blast, the director of the SEC's Division of Investment Management. The letter tackles the five points of order from the SEC's previous communication with the industry, namely valuation, liquidity, custody, arbitrage, and potential manipulation. Now, what is that? Those are the five reasons that the SEC gave of why they did not approve that particular Bitcoin ETF. And Eck has basically responded to those, showing that their concerns are invalid, which just echoes a sentiment from one of the SEC commissioners who, who basically she stood alone against the other ones and issued her reasons as to why she disagreed with every point of the SEC's decision on that. Uh, so it's still early in the game. I think the battle may have been lost, but the war is not over as far as Bitcoin ETFs, which will lead to a lot more money flowing into cryptocurrency and a lot more awareness of the space. And other news, so Bitmain. Bitmain is a, is a cryptocurrency mining giant. Uh, they, they plan overseas IPO. They also announced that they earned $1 billion in net profit in Q1. So according to mm-hmm. figures mentioned in the email that Bitmain sent out talking about them going public in an in, in off, offshore IPO, uh, they earned around $1 billion in net profit in the first quarter of 2018 with an estimated two to $3 billion profit for the year. The email notes that Bitmain plans to raise more funds for a total valuation of around $14 billion, a figure almost 17% higher than the $12 billion figure reported after a Series B June funding round. So Bitmain also saw 1.2 billion in net profit and a 50% net margin in 2017, uh, according to an audit by big four uh, firm KPMG. Uh, so other things to be aware of. So are we in a bull market? Are we not in a bull market? Where are we going with this? Are we still in the bear market? Either way, guys, you want to realize that as soon as this bull market, it, there's a clear indication that's where we're heading you're going to see scammers come out of the woodwork. There, There's going to be scammers. Now, granted, they're there now, but there's not a lot of interest. There's not a lot of people. Uh, there's not a lot of hype around cryptocurrency like you saw back in December of last year. But what's going to happen is be wary of all, whether it's you know transfer the money and they trade for you or cloud mining. You really want to do your due diligence on the company. And if you can't find credible information, don't, don't invest on a whim you know, make sure you have solid information before you invest in anything. Uh, Most, most accounts, uh, if they want you to send money to them and they will trade for you, that is not uh, typically usually not something that is legitimate, not something that you want to participate in. So be aware the scammers are out there whenever in doubt, be sure to reach out. If you have any questions about a company, I have resources. We also have our Facebook page, which a lot of these news articles that you hear on here are also posted on our Facebook page with the same name as the podcast, from No Crypto to No Crypto. Uh, we dig into that, but also you can ask questions there. Pretty responsive as far as getting back to everybody with answers. Definitely always look into something. Want to make sure that nobody is getting burnt with scams. That is also because that is taking away from the legitimacy and the credibility of the cryptocurrency space. Um, but it's out there. You know, the scammers are out there no matter what the industry is. So make sure you're educated on how to avoid that. Uh, a little bit of history on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So just to talk about, so the first block of Bitcoin was was finished uh, January 3rd, 2009. So Satoshi Nakamoto, the anonymous creator of cryptocurrency, put in the first block on the blockchain, the Times, 03 January 2009, Chancellor on Brink of Second Bailout for Banks. Is that a signal of, you know, many say that that was just to signify that he, he didn't create, that, that block wasn't created at any particular time in the past, that being able to give a headline from that day shows that, that it would actually happen that day. But, you know, look at the undertone, right? What, were, what was happening in January 2009? We were, you know, we were seeing that these institutions that we looked at as the end-all be-all were not everything they said they were. And cryptocurrency, you know, Bitcoin is created as a means to eliminate the need for a bank and to allow that trust without having to rely on a third party that could be corrupted. So uh, definitely something interesting. I want to give you a little bit of history. Uh, and what is the purpose of cryptocurrency? Right? Many say, you know, yeah, we were investing in it. We're hoping that the value goes up. We're looking to make a return on investment. But cryptocurrency is a digital asset that's designed to work as a medium of exchange. That's what it is use a strong cryptography to secure financial transactions, control the creation of additional units and verify the transfer of assets. It eliminates the need for bank or government third party middlemen. creates trust without the need of a third party validator. That is where we are. That trust has been put in institutions and organizations and we're starting to see that, that, that trust has been abused. And this is, this is where we're going from here. So a little bit of humor. I don't know if you've seen, uh, Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin has been seen wearing a unicorn Uh, t-shirt. Trying to figure out where I can get one of those shirts. If anybody knows, hit me up on my Facebook page and let me know. Also, in other news, Kim Kardashian tweeted about receiving her first Bitcoin. She was given a physical Bitcoin at a poker tournament. Now, we all know Bitcoin is a digital currency. Uh, Physical Bitcoin is basically the Bitcoin itself. The physical item has no value. But it, what makes it legitimate is has the private keys to access that Bitcoin on the blockchain. So whoever holds that that physical Bitcoin can access the digital Bitcoin. But anyway, long story short, Kim Kardashian tweeted about this. Why is this important? Why do we why would anybody in the cryptocurrency space care? What happens with Kim Kardashian? Uh, and then the other question is, will we see a Kim Coin Dashian or a Kanye coin? Who knows? But what we do know is a large portion of her 114 million followers have seen that post about her posting, you know, posting that tweet about Bitcoin. So this could be a drip on somebody. This could be somebody first time they hear Bitcoin or it could be somebody who's thinking about getting involved. And believe me, when you start seeing more and more celebrities getting involved, more and more people in the mainstream that, are, that, are, that the, the masses are aware of getting involved, then that's going to lead to more people looking into the space, learning about it, and potentially entering it. So it may sound silly. What does she have to do about with cryptocurrency? But this could be a big thing, uh, and you're going to see that. I mean, we saw it several months back whenever um, the Big Bang Theory talked about, you know, they talked about Bitcoin on a whole episode. We've seen it in several shows recently, and that's just, it's putting it in people's minds, and they're starting to think about it. And we're going to see more and more people get involved in the cryptocurrency space. So guys, that is it for today. Thank you for joining us for episode four of From No Crypto to No Crypto. Uh, Hope you found it educational and we'll see you again on the next episode.